people. It's all, it's one of this. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so um, we're going to go ahead and share this. And okay. I push it out. I heard that my uh, I heard that my 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 video is freezing, and it probably is because there's snow on the ground. Yeah. So well, that's to be expected. Exactly. Um. So let's see. I'm. I do see that we are definitely live. So I could have said a few things that you guys might have been like, "What?" Queen talking about yeah I was over here talking to myself and on my phone as well um all right so Monica like the top says like the top I started to pull out a top similar to that but then I said you know Monica let's just tone it down just the tad however <laughs> I, I I approve I approve so moving forward you will see me and some tops similar to that so but I, I approve good job yeah. get myself together so I had to put um I had to put something on because I knew you were coming and um you know I wanted to kind of you know be all right <laughs> But you, you, you did your thing, sweetie. I did okay. Okay, okay. You did good. You did good. You did good. Now you're fine. All right. Okay, 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 okay. All right. So we are doing a wonderful live tonight. Hey, sis. Hey. You all right? Um, and for those of you that are just joining us, I know this is not my typical intro. This has been a wacky, wacky, wacky intro. But I'm here with my girl, Monica Wiley. Uh, Monica Wiley, there's so much I can say about her. Um, you are going to learn a lot about Miss Monica uh, as the next six to 14 weeks rolls on. I don't know how long she's going to stay with me, but Monica and I have committed to doing a six week by six week uh, show where we are, hey sis, hey, um, you all right? And then we're going to do, hey brother, hey, you all right? Um, and if Monica's still, still here with me, you'll get to learn a lot more about Monica at that time as well. But um, the, we'll be here every Monday, every Monday at, I think we're doing 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Yes. So get used to Monica, get to know Monica. Um, I love Monica. We will probably be able to kind of talk about how we met over the, I don't know how many years now, but um, at some point. But tonight, we're just going to do the damn thing because uh, I'm trying to get my mind together after hearing what my son just told me and um, and because life is happening around us. So, Monica. Yes, ma'am. Monica Wiley, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into all the things? Ah, uh, okay. So, um, of course, again, Monica Wiley. I am very active and involved in the political sector. I call myself a pit bull in a skirt when it comes to disability rights in the political sector. <laughs> yeah. And I love to shop, travel, love to read. Um, I consider myself a fashionista on a cane. I will talk about that later for those who don't know yes. the, the story about me walking with a cane. Um, but of course, that doesn't stop me from anything as Queenie is well aware of. <laughs> uh, I don't let no grass grow under my feet as my grandmother, which I call Pistol Patty. That was my mom's mother. She will always say, you don't let no grass grow under your feet. She, and she would be correct. She was correct. Right. Time. Yes. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's just pretty much me. I, that's just me. I, I love to dance. 
Um, I love to just, um, just have a, you know, a good time and pursue my dreams and endeavors. I can uh, be a piece of work, I've been told. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, but in a good way, though, you know, a little sassy, I'm a little sassy. I mean, let me just keep it real. I'm all the way sassy. Let's just go ahead and keep that 100. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yes, yes, yes. So Monica, you know, first of all, I want to thank you for joining me here at the Relationship Zone, where I talk about all things love life and relationships. And I think we're going to have a ball this these next few weeks. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, I'm asking you to bring all of that over here, all that personality, uh, you know, all of that, Got all it. that wisdom, all of that knowledge, um, all of that opinion, all of those experiences. They are safe here at the Relationship Zone. Uh, we are going to get into it, talking to our ladies over the next few weeks. Um, and we have some amazing guests that are coming to the show. Of course, I'm so, so excited about that. And they, I want them to get an opportunity to get to know you and we get to know them. And yeah, it's just nice to kind of have a partner up here, partner in crime for the next few weeks. So absolutely. Um, yeah, so Monica, you know, I guess I, I would love to kick this off by first of all, thanking everyone for joining us and ask that you guys share. Please share it, even if you don't watch it all night, just share it because we wanna make sure that we get the algorithm going for the next few weeks so that people will be getting a notification for the relationship zone. I think Facebook is mad at me because of some of the things I posted and they've locked me out several times and put me in jail. So they make it a little difficult for me to go live on my platform. So I need you guys to help me with that by sharing the content for me. Um, this, um, all of the whole series, actually, Monica will be on YouTube as well. So you'll be able to share it. It will also be on, um, the relationships on the podcast also, which people can listen to on Spotify, Google, Apple podcasts, girl, I'm all over the place. So they can find the relationships on the podcast. Yeah. Um, they can be driving down the street, honey, just let it play. Don't have to look at a video, but of course I think they want to see your pretty face. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm sure they definitely want to see yours as well. Oh, Stop. They're tired of me. I know I'm tired of me. I mean, you are doing it with that top. I am loving that oh, top. Well, I mean, now, now the top. I mean, the top is a whole nother story. So Monica, as you know, tonight's show is unscripted. We're just chatting a bit. Um, the next shows, of course, will be a little more organized and more intentional. Um, not that this one is not intentional. It's just that this is our girl talk. This is just you and I tonight. Um, and when our company comes, we'll make sure our house is clean. So... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so in we'll the behave. We'll, we'll, yeah, behave we'll, we'll behave a little bit more. We'll be a little more refined. But tonight we're gonna just enjoy ourselves. Um, so you and I we spoke earlier and I said, you know, I want to kick off this conversation with um a hot topic. And a hot topic that we agreed upon is of course one of my favorite beautiful actresses and model. Um, which is Megan Good and her husband, soon to be divorced, um, ex-spouse, Devon Franklin. Um, so much information out there about these two and their, their marriage, right? Their marriage, their breakup, their weight, their books, their all the things. I want to get this conversation started with you sharing a little bit about your opinion on these two Um yeah, tell me, tell me how you feel about the the news, the new news of them breaking up. And I'm drinking some margarita over here, so okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna sip my margarita while you while you share with all of us how you feel about their breakup. Okay, well you do that because I have my glass of wine sitting over here as well. So great minds think alike. 
you know, um, their breakup was a bit devastating to me in a sense because, and, and I know that you shouldn't try to uh, model behind someone else's marriage or look at their marriage as, you know, the best marriage uh, that you would want to have in your own marriage whenever you get married. But the reason why I value their relationship, their union that I felt that God sanctioned was because he was a minister um, and, you know, loved to minister to people, was very positive, um, yet easygoing and was very supportive. And Megan was also cool and supportive, was a lover of Christ. And they prayed together. And of course, I'm sure they had their ups and downs. Clearly, every marriage, every relationship does. But from what we saw, and from the examples that they showed, which people need to be mindful that what you see on social media isn't always what it appears to be. You better tell it. It's not what it always appears to be. And that's why when I see some individuals, when they're posting, you know, pictures of, you know, who they're with, who they're married to or engaged to. And, and while I support that and I'm, I'm happy, especially if it's a black couple, black love, I'm, I'm all about it, all about the black men, all about the black love, all about it. We just need to be mindful that what we see, it's not what it always appears. And out of the couple, Devon Franklin was actually my favorite because his brother was, or is a pastor of a church in Baltimore. And I followed Devon Franklin. I like the wisdom because I'm all about wisdom. You know, um, I love people that are deep thinkers. So he was a deep thinker. And then he would back up his deep thinking with wisdom, you know, with knowledge that was coming from the Bible, coming from the books that he read. And so I saw him a couple of times at his brother's church in Baltimore. Amazing speaker, just has a beautiful spirit and was all about making sure that you be the best version that you strive to be in your relationship, but then also as an individual as well, because if you're trying to be the best person that you can be, then you're only going to bring that and be of an added value to your relationship. And so when I would hear him speak and I would hear him talk and I would hear him just minister and the way that he ministers and the way that he just brings, you know, it's almost as if he brings life to you because he can feel, he can feel from that energy and he connects with that energy. And he will let you know that, hey, it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to have your ups and downs. That doesn't make you less of a person. That doesn't uh, make it that you're not able to be loved, that you're not able to feel love and to feel nurture and to feel, care- feel cared for. So he was my favorite out of the couple. So to see that this union is now broken, um, it, it definitely just speaks to what we need to do as individuals, what our expectations are and be reminded of why we were brought together from the beginning. If it was, in my opinion, if it was sanctioned by God, if he is the one that support this union and said, this is who I have for you, then we need to constantly be reminded of why we came together what our goals and expectations are of being together. And then as we grow and as we evolve individually and collectively to remember back to that foundation, we miss a lot of the foundation when we get caught up in our endeavors and in our, in our dreams. I'm a, <laughs> you know me, I'm just gonna go ahead and keep, keep it honest. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I am, a, that's me all day long, even with 
my friends with my best friend. I can get so caught up in my goals and my dreams that I will forget that, you know, these are relationships. These are people that live in my heart. And so I should make sure that I carve out time for them, even if it's just five minutes, even if it's just to say, hey, was thinking about you, I love you. You know, being able to be free and, and show your vulnerability and show that love for that person and let that person know that, yes, I see, you know, that you're busy or they will see that you're busy, but they also see that you've taken the time to find a balancing act with that. And I struggle mm -hmm. with that. That is my biggest struggle. And that's one of my biggest fears of even being in a committed relationship is mm -hmm. will I be able to find that balancing act? And so it takes us collectively in a couple, you know, and as individuals to be reminded of what brought us together, that foundation, that solid foundation, never let cracks, never let Lucifer get a foothold in that foundation. And that's the way I feel about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you said so much in there that I can relate to. Um, you know, your favorite was Devon Franklin. I absolutely adore him. I think he's, he, his heart really, really, really exuded um, peace and love and joy and grounded spirituality and intentionality. And, and that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, but of course I have this adoration with Megan Good. Um, she was like, just on fire internally with him. It was beautiful to see the love that they displayed for each other. I, I, I have no doubt that there's a, a genuine love for each other. Absolutely. But, uh, but as we all know, um, we're humans and uh, that human factor can um, get us caught up every single time. We don't know what happened in the marriage. At some point, maybe they'll disclose and still they will never tell the whole story because it's none of our business. But right. I think you're so spot on when you say like the things that we see is not really always what is. Um, I think it's beautiful to display love. I love love. I mean, my nickname is Queenie Love and I exude love and all things love and I encourage love. And, you know, I don't know if I'm going to ever find love again, but... <laughs> We're not gonna speak that into existence. No, I know, you know I know, I know no. but be, because nope. I know We're not be, accepting that. because I know love is so fleeting sometimes, and and because I'm probably not as tolerant as I used to be. This is why I say it that way. I don't have the same, I don't have that same tolerance. However, um, I was rooting for them. I I think that even nine years is still greatly successful. Um, oh, absolutely. Forever is nice. Yep, you do. Oh, forever is nice, but forever is not always everybody's um, story. Uh, right. And so I respect and I applaud them for putting in the time and the work that they did, even to lay the foundation of waiting before they became intimate. Um, yes you know, having this agreement of what they want for themselves and for their future. Um, because for me, I believe they tried, right? And some of us don't even give that much effort at all. We just, we just jump in and think it's supposed to work. Um, we don't even put things in place. And then it falls apart. And then we start, we, we, we're left with resentment and blaming everybody. But the truth of the matter is that we didn't even try to, we didn't even build a foundation but I think the lesson in this all in this is it doesn't matter how much of a foundation you build. 
it doesn't matter how much work you put into that relationship. Human factors will always, always supersede anything else that you try to do if you allow it. If you allow it, that's There true. is a human factor that likely broke that marriage up. Um, whatever that is, I don't know, but it's something, right? Um, and that's what happens to all of us. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen people all, all over Facebook and all, you know, I sent you some links. I mean, people are really, they're really bad. You know, they're really bad. And they dragging them about, you know, their book writing and the business part of it all and telling their story and ministering to people. But I still believe that they did a lot of good in showing their relationship, showing us the possibilities for those of us that are a little bit jaded and a little cynical about relationships. God knows, I mean, them breaking up didn't make it any better, but I am saying this, it still gave some of us hope. And some people started on a path of healthy relationships because they followed them. They saw them, they read those books and those people hopefully are still in those loving and kind and healthy relationships. Um, it still comes down to the bottom line of you and me in this relationship. How are we going to manage ourselves? And I just think that, that they did probably the best that they could. And hopefully they can remain friends or whatever afterwards, but they had such a beautiful love story, such a beautiful love story. It was beautiful. It was a great love story. And you know, it's, it's interesting the opinions of the public when something, you know, when people are glorified, couples are glorified, and then, you know, unfortunately, you know, the the foundation crumbles yeah. and everything is just shattered. And so then they say, oh, well, you know, like you said about the books, the books that they written together and was talking about their love and their dedicated commitment to remaining celibate until they got married. And so a lot of people and a lot of couples are feeling like, oh, well, then they must have lied in their book. No, they were living that. That is natural truth. That was their truth. That was their real at that time, at that moment. It doesn't make it any less real, false, negative or anything. That was the actual truth. And it is still their truth. It's just now, like you said, the human factors come into play. And so we have to figure out how we manage ourselves individually and then how we manage ourselves collectively and just be reminded about what brought us together and what we need to do in terms of managing what brought us together and making sure that we remember again, what brought us together and not allow, try our best not to allow external forces enter in into a union that was put together from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. So, so with all of that being said, again, we do not know what happened in their marriage. I get it. We can totally, you know, guess and figure out and think and, you know, assume a few things. Um, Mm -hmm. But I wonder what it's like being two powerhouses, right? Um, being able to live your truth and be married at the same time in Hollywood as well. I mean, it's hard doing that right here where I'm a little nobody, right? <laughs> so I can't imagine that every time I turn around, there is paparazzi, a camera, someone writing a story about my movement, what I'm wearing, what I'm not wearing, about my ministry, about my wife, my husband. I cannot imagine what that would be like. So I would not be surprised if that also played a part in it. So with that being said, Monica, have you ever been married? 
I have never been married. Okay. So the people and... don't want to know this girl. <laughs> I didn't been married a couple times. <laughs> you look good though you're still standing you look good you're still standing and the right king is waiting for you like i tell a, a couple of my girlfriends you know what right right now he's just navigating you know he's yeah. gonna hit a few bumps you know some detours but he's on his way to you this whole time oh, oh, wait wait but you know monica i'm not 100 percent sure that marriage is my end goal and that's a whole nother conversation i know i know okay. Um, I believe the love now love finding me is, you know, love finds me. <laughs> it's not always the right love, but love finds me ladies. Right. It exactly. Does. It, it, it does. Uh, like you probably find many of you. Um, but then you'd like, wait a minute. Mm, wait, this is a different kind of love here. Now wait, hold up. But I mean, exactly. just, you know, like, honestly, like, you know, just imagine like being in their shoes, right. Trying to just any of us trying to manage our relationships, right? How we show up in our in our love relationships, in our intimate partner relationships, and then you and then you yourself, because you're a powerhouse. You have such a bright future. So are you're you. Educated. So are you. But imagine getting with a man that's equally the same, that probably has more traditional values. That I'm telling you, it always winds up being a problem when that woman is a dreamer. And this is something I realized after getting myself involved situation like with a dreamer that never wanted to hold me back from pursuing my dreams. It was, I'd never experienced that before in my life, but of course that was a situation ship. So it wasn't like it was something that was going to be long-term ever it was never meant to be that, but it showed me what I know for sure. I needed me being the dreamer and the creative that I am. And so that is a problem for the gentleman that likes more of the traditional lady friend right so you being a dreamer I know you are you know you are amazing spirit you have a lot ahead of you and I mean and you're hungry and you go for it and you speak up about that um how do you see dating a man that could possibly like more of the traditional lady (laughs) that is so interesting that you pose this question um wow. uh-huh. mm-hmm. so <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this question. Because you because you know, like I know, it can become problematic. You have to make yourself small it was it was problematic comfortable. Yes, it was problematic in my last relationship. I'm drinking. Go ahead, I'm drinking. To the point where he would would come to, well, was wanting to come to the job and sit with me at the job after hours for hours on end if, <laughs> if I did not if I did not break up with him. And it's interesting because he was the type that said when I when I first when we first got together I made it very clear I said listen I am not where I want to be I am very focused I am very determined I have gotten here to DC and if you can if you can support this if you can embrace what I'm doing just know that if I'm successful 
you're successful. You want to know why you're successful? Because you're supporting me and vice versa. If you're successful, I'm successful. Why? Because I'm supporting you. So I need you to be, you know, patient, be a supportive and remind me, remind me of things that I said that I would do because I would get so caught up in goals and endeavors that, you know, when you're in politics and you go to these different events and you're mingling, you're interacting, with people, you get home after nine, 10 o'clock at night and you be yeah. saying to yourself, I really don't feel like calling him. And it's not because I, I, I don't want to, I mean, physically, I don't want to internally and emotionally. Yes, I do. But physically I'm exhausted. I, I don't want to, I just want to take this makeup off, take these clothes off, roll over, go to bed and get ready for the next move or the next goal or the next event that I'm trying to attend. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it got to a point with him where he wanted to attend every event that I was at, every function that I was going to, wanted to connect with every person that I connected with to let these individuals know, yes, I am with her. Yes, and yes. at a few of the events, he would, for the most part, be up under me mm-hmm. for the simple fact that he wanted everyone to know this is who he was with. And again, there has to be a balance. Of course, you don't mind the person that you're dating to attend events with you from time to time, but they should not be at every function because they should also be working on, (laughs) they should be working on their own goals and their own endeavors and their own development professionally, right? And so this individual was traditional claim to oh no baby I support you I am with you I got you I I know you're gonna gonna be traveling and everything that is fine you know absolutely but then act it up I mean would pick fights with me just so (laughs) I would have a mindset not to go right right. see little did he know he see he must have known me as well as he thought he knew me because I don't care how upset you are at the end of the day Monica's gonna go Monica's gonna do what she gotta do and deal with the consequences, the aftermath, or whatever later. Um, so, <laughs> moving into currently, you know, I always had this philosophy that I never wanted to date anyone that was in my field. I always felt like mm-hmm. the men in my field, oh, you know, they're stuck up, they're not down to earth. You know me, Queen. I like a well-rounded individual. Yes. Yes. You know, I like a guy that knows how to put on a suit and knows how to be articulate and educated and is willing to uh, be educated and learn from others, but Mm -hmm. then also be down to earth, funny, you know, would dress differently outside of events, outside of work, and just, you know, be well-rounded, just well, a well-rounded individual, kind of like Ludacris, you know, you know, that's my favorite example. If he's anything like Ludacris, I'm interested. (laughs) <laughs> in terms of those characteristics. I heard that, qualities. right? If there's a if there's a, a, a ludicrous kind of like out there, holla at your girl. Monica Wiley. All right. <laughs> Miss Mo is her name. If you did No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't go there. Don't make me go there. Don't make me go there. <laughs> um, and I came to the realization that I actually was actually drawn to Mm. an individual in my field, surprisingly, that I never would have thought, not in a million years, what I would have thought I would be intrigued and impressed. And that individual definitely has um, a lot going for himself and 
um, very impressive and uh, is definitely a go-getter and has a bright future ahead. And I was saying to myself that if I happen to end up dating someone that is in my field and we're both two powerhouses, as you like to say, because you're a powerhouse as well, powerhouses hang together. Okay. Yes, I know. Feather flock together. Yes. Um, so I just want to go ahead and correct you because you said you was a, a small nobody or small. No, you're not. Well, so, you like, know. <laughs> no, you're not. And we're not claiming that. So moving on. Um, I would... I would wonder how that would work, but I would hope, you know, Queenie, this is what I would hope. I would hope because we both are powerhouses and go-getters and have a lot to offer professionally and personally that we would know, we know how each other operates. We know how each other tick. We know what our expectations are of each other. And we know our goals for ourselves and our goals as a couple. And so I would hope that we, because we have those commonalities, that it would make it a little easier for us to, as you said, and I agree wholeheartedly, manage each other and then manage the relationship. Um, Because you've seen some powerhouses that have been able to make it work. Like look at Nicole Parker and her husband. They've been able to make it work. And they are powerhouses. Michelle Michelle and Barack. Michelle and Barack, yes. I mean, well, I didn't want to use because everyone uses Michelle and Barack, but yes, well, they are powerhouses. They have made it work. Right. So I, I feel like that if that is who God has for me as an individual in my field or an individual that's a powerhouse like myself, that we would, it would be, I wouldn't say easier. It would be more, a little bit more uh, to manage. It would be more manageable because yeah. um, of those commonalities. Yeah. Um, but you know, me back in the day, I always wanted me a blue collar. I was like, you know what, give me someone, you know, that is um like a first responder or a mail you know, carrier, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a Um, <laughs> we're not going there with that one either. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. You know, and then going back to to marriage, um, I do want to be married. I do. I do want to be married. Um, Not right now, maybe in another three to five years. That would be that would be great. Um, But I do want to be married and I'm going to take the same type of tradition, um, the same type of faith walk that Devon and Megan Good did. I'm committing myself to a life of celibacy until a ring is put on it. When a ring is put on it, then he will get it. You want to get it, you can put a ring on it. You want to get this, put a ring on it. So, yes. So So I think I must be, um, (laughs) I must be the heathen in the bunch, which is all good, right? We balance each other out. Um, I have zero thought of, (laughs) I have zero thought of celibacy, right? Um, I was celibate I'm, I'm kidding I was celibate for a while right um and honestly when I was practicing celibacy um I had the best dating experience best and um he and I never crossed the line we remained um celibate and 
it, it was the best experience ever. And it became so great that we were afraid that if we crossed the line, we'd lose the friendship. And so still to this day, it is still an amazing connection. Um, it is. For, for he and I, and, and we just have agreed to not be together, not pursue anything. And we're talking years. So this is not something that's recent. We're talking years. So I, I, I get that. Um, curious if that would transfer into marriage. Oh, celibacy transferred into marriage, Darina. <laughs> um, but, but I just want to go back a little bit, like when you're, you know, trying to date someone that, or if you're dating or if you're married, because, you know, relationships evolve, we all grow. But if you're in, involved in, with, a, in a, with a person who is successful, um, maybe career oriented and, and regardless of what success looked like to, you know, maybe this person success in that relationship could be something totally different. Right. Um, so if that person is whatever level of success that they are, they are at and you being a go-getter and dreaming and having, you know, not, you're not finished yet. Sometimes if that person has insecurities or if they do not have anything going on for themselves, it can create a big problem for the person that's chasing their dream. And this doesn't have to be woman to man or man to woman. It is just what it is, right? Um, I know personally for me, I, I've, I, was, I experienced a situation where the person was extremely, extremely supportive because again, there was no, we had no future plan for each other. So I think naturally we were pushing each other anyway to fulfill our dreams and to do all the things we wanted to do. But in a relationship, I remember when I wanted to go into the military, you know, and my partner at the time was threatened by me wanting to go into the military. You just want to leave me. And I'm thinking, so I continued to change and make all these decisions based on making him comfortable. Now, of course, this was years ago. I no longer do that. Um, but it's, I, I just wondered when I go back to Devon and Megan, all right, Megan is a beautiful, beautiful girl. Yes. And she is a hottie all in her own and doors open for her because she's just simply a hottie. And because she is smart, she's a great actress. She's, she, she's a brilliant mind. Um, and she has such a beautiful heart that she displays, but I can only imagine that some of the things she probably turned down due to religion and due to her being married to a pastor. <laughs> and, and I believe, and this is my own, this is my own belief premonition um i just believe that we're going to see her flourish and we're going to see her doing some crazy amazing things that we wouldn't have seen her do in that marriage now again i am not saying that you can't do this in a marriage i believe that in any partnership we should build our partner up and we should push them to be the best that they can be i think it only benefits us especially when we are committed to this thing um but i believe that we're going to see that with her i think that um having been you know, her, 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 her place, when she, when she was in her faith walk early, and she talks about this, it was not as strong as his was. And so I do believe that some of what we saw was his direct influence, not good, not bad. It is just what it is. Right. But I believe we're also going to see when she's from up under him, the things that she decided that she's going to do with her life is going to be probably even greater just not because it you know just because I think that she's going to be able to live her truth and when you live right. in your full truth in your full self you're a woman coming into your 40s you're living that fullness there's something beautiful about not yeah. being held back because yeah. there's a man or or a female lover in your life 
that is insecure and is scared that if you fly, you're going to fly away from them. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's, the, I don't know if that's their story. I'm just saying that it was mine. <laughs> it was my story. But, no. And I, I think that's probably most likely the story of a lot of couples, a lot of couples, yeah. even currently in current relationships that they aren't secure enough with who they are and what they bring to the relationship that they feel as though they have to uh, behave a certain way or um, try to prevent certain doors from opening because that they feel like that if that door opens that she may find something greater Mm -hmm. when they don't realize that they chose you. So therefore they already feel that they found the greatest gift, Listen. the greatest partner, yes. the greatest that a half that they can have, yes. that there's no, no other compares. Yes. There is no other one greater than what we, what I have in front of me. Yes. You know, who I'm connecting with is, is the greatest that I can have. So yep. no one else compares. There is nothing greater. Right. Yes. But with knowing that, like you said, one person in the relationship can know that, which is the person that is, you know, more of a, um, I want to flourish. I want to be able to pursue these different opportunities within my respective fields and understands that the person that they have in their life is the greatest gift that they can have outside of their professional life. But that person, and even if you are showing them that, you are the greatest gift to me. God sent you me. You are the greatest gift. No one else compares. You are my joy. You are the other half of the happiness. You're a part of that happiness that I bring to my professional life. And so no one else can fulfill that part of that happiness that I bring into what I do in my professional role without you. No one else can do that but you, right? And you can show them that. You can tell them that. But that still may not be enough, like you said, because there is that insecurity within that individual that they then have to deal with. And so then when we recognize that we have some insecurities, because I even have some insecurities, and I will go ahead and share this with everybody. My biggest insecurity is, will I be able to really fulfill the role of what a wife should do? I'm not talking about the traditional role. And the reason I'm not talking about the traditional role is because the relationships that I've been in, the men, they know due to my disability, I'm not going to be able to sit up, uh, stand up at the stove and cook for over an hour or hour and a half or what have you. So right. they're willing to fill in that, that particular aspect and they're comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. They had no issues with that. So if they cooked, I cleaned. That was not a problem. That was the partnership. That was, you know, what we committed to and that we were happy with and that we were comfortable with. What I'm talking about in terms of the insecurity that I have with being my husband's future wife is being able to make sure, going back to what piggybacking on what you were saying about making sure that he recognizes that nobody else matters to me except you except you in this relationship and being able to show that and find finding that balancing act not being able you know not failing in other areas of what the expectations is of me in the marriage and so that's what my biggest fear is 
Um, And that is the, you know, an insecurity that I'm dealing with. And so having said that, I, I feel that God has me on this transformative journey to, to address all of those, because I have that piece going on. I have, you know, still dealing with grief and learning how to manage grief and dealing with deaths and unexpected deaths. And Queenie, you know why it's hard for me to deal with deaths and especially unexpected deaths because of what happened to me tragically as a little girl. So dealing with that emotion, dealing with um, the fact of, cause I'm 41, I'll be 42. And so I am, you know, looking at now of uh, segueing into, uh, to building a, a meaningful relationship with an individual that's going to lead to marriage, right? And then being able to be vulnerable enough to show that these are the insecurities I once have and that I've been able to manage them now. I've dealt with them, but I still will have a few of those and him embracing that and, and seeing that that may be, you know, some concerns of mine and showing me that type of support in that area. Yeah. Um, There's nothing so, more beautiful than having that type of support, you know, in, 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 in your, in your broken places, right. In your wounded places in the places where you're not so proud of, right. But, but you, you manage them, but those things are going to show up in any relationship. And I think it's, it's great to be able to be vulnerable and share that with your partner and they welcome it because they see the work you're doing, right? They, right, right you're, not, right. you're not offloading it on anyone. You're just saying, right. these things come with me, right? right. Um, the me, my, fa- my thought, the grief of my father's loss comes with me in any relationship. So 2020, I, I was good for no one. 2021, I was probably still not good for anyone to be quite honest with you. Um, I tried And I began to open back up, you know, 2021, but I know for a fact that I was not emotionally good for anyone, but I needed someone. So I was able to be honest and say, listen, I I, I need someone, but I just, I can't be responsible for your emotions while I'm still trying to unpack and deal with the loss of my dad. And I also didn't want to look for my father in a man. Because I miss my father so much, even to this day. I mean, you know, I'm just really getting around to being able to talk about it. Um, and many people that may be watching know that I'm writing a book on this, on grief, not really specifically about my father, but really on dealing with grief. Um, and how this girl here, the one that sh- shines bright, um, felt so heavy, low. And I felt like I just really wanted to be in my own grave. Um, and I felt that way for 384 days. So it wasn't like it was a moment. I didn't even flow in and out of wanting to just be covered up in a grave. No, I was there for 384 days, still smiling and laughing and entertaining friends, but I could not um, have been present for a partner the way I know to be present. Cause I'm a love my, my boo. I'm a love all over you. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. Because you know, I, I love, love I love hard. Exactly. And I love oh, on people. Right. I love on my children, on my friends. I mean, you know, I, I love them with everything in me, but I had nothing left. And so I was truly scraping the barrel um, for the last two years and I needed someone, but I just couldn't, I couldn't have been what they needed. For, for me. And so I didn't have an opportunity to be vulnerable because I was afraid that they weren't going to be able to handle it. You know, anyone that I really dealt with was not going to be able to handle it. 
But I think that, you know, real going through that process, realizing that now I can talk about it because any partner that I get with has to know, look, this, I don't know how long this grief is going to still be, it's going to be with me. It's not as heavy as it was, but it's a part of my story. It's a part of who I am. And if I need to share it, I need to share it. And I need you to be okay with it. And if you're not, if you're not built that way, I understand, um, we can just be friends. <laughs> and, and, and I think in relationship, um, friendship, courtship, whatever, I think you have to be able to get to a point where you can talk about those, those vulnerabilities and you can talk about that, that those insecurities, you can talk about the weight that you carry, um, especially when you've done the work and I've done the work and I know you've done the work and, you know, many of us have, um, but still it's still doing part the work, of who we Queenie. are. We're still doing the work, you know, still doing um, the work, Queenie. Yes. We are still doing the work. So, so, so we know you want to be married. Um, I don't want to, because, you know, I do say like, you know, I'm not sure that marriage is my end goal, right? And and I say this, let's put it in context, okay? I desire a healthy relationship, period. End of story. Exclamation, period, whatever you want to put there. And if that relationship yields marriage, I'm here for it. But But my focus is I'm looking at a partner that can provide healthy practices with me. And if that, because I, I had an opportunity to marry um, recent, uh, recently, meaning like 2018. And I remember sitting in the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. It was so mm-hmm. romantic, but is that, <laughs> I was sitting in Dunkin' Donuts parking lot and he just was so adamant about marriage. And I remember saying to him, because the relationship was unhealthy, and I said to him, I love you, but I cannot marry you if it's unhealthy. Like, I don't want to just be married for the sake of having a ring and being and moving into this big house. I need to, I need this relationship to be healthy because I can't function. I can't function to my highest self. And I try to bring my better angels out in relationships, but I cannot function to my highest self if the relationship is unhealthy and you're not doing any work along with me to make this better. And so I, I rejected the, the um, engagement or the proposal over and again. Um, and that's when I discovered I, it's not about marriage for me. It, Cause I had an opportunity to remarry. It wasn't that I had an opportunity to remarry several times if I'm honest with you. Um, but it winds up being a relationship where he's very possessive um so you know I've taken a step back to figure out why do I entertain those types of people right because you know there's a there's a reason why I entertain that I mean because I do like a you know I do like a strong man so <laughs> I am not gonna lie I do, too, but I, do. I, I, I do like a strong man but see sometimes they get me caught up right and and the strong and possessive is there's a very thin line and so right. I had to assess myself like okay what if, my father's a strong man he's mild he's meek he was laid back but when he said what he said, don't go to, he bent it, you know, and he didn't play about what was his, right? And there's something beautiful about that to me. But the possessiveness, me being a Sagittarius, me having the personality I have, me still being a dreamer, I can't have you possessing me to a fault, to, 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 um, to a place where I can't even move, I can't breathe. And so right. those that wanted to marry me over the last whatever the time frame is, they all brought that. And so I need a person in my life. And that's why I, it has to be a healthy balanced relationship. Um, 
that offers me security and um, offers me stability, but also offers me a sense of belonging, protection and home and safety. That's so important to me. I need to feel safe. I'm not safe when you are, <laughs> like you just said, when you're sitting at my job, <laughs> I'm not safe. I don't feel safe like that. What I feel is, I feel like you don't trust me. I right. feel like now I got to hide and I got to, I got to change the story. I feel like I got to, you know, protect my friends from you, my, my family. I feel like I got to turn my phone off. I feel like I can do all of those things because you don't trust me as my natural budding self. And that's a problem. Right. 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 So, no, you, you said a lot there. You, you said a lot there. And um, you ultimately, I agree with you, ultimately want that person to be your safe place, to yes. just be n- naked in truth and feel safe being naked with that person. Yes. And stretch I, I mean, look, stretch marks and all. And all, okay? okay. <laughs> and all, you got that right. Um, but no, I, I agree with you 100%, Queenie. And uh, I wanted to touch back on a couple of things you said about just being, being able to be vulnerable and, and that being okay. And, um, and, and you feeling comfortable with being vulnerable to that person. Um, I know for me right now, I am going to counseling for grief for you told about your father. And for me, unfortunately, I didn't have that same type of father. Uh, my father was very self-absorbed, self-preserved. You know the story about my father as well. And for me, it was, I was looking for a man that was the opposite of my father, but I had my father in the background. For example, when a man would approach me in the street and was interested, you know, became curious and, you know, was interested in me. The first immediate thought that comes to my mind was, okay, what do you want? I'm not about to believe anything that you have to say. I'm most likely not going to trust anything that you're saying pertains to why you're approaching me because my thought process was, how can you, and even if I did give them the time and I got to know them a little bit, in my mind, I would give them such a hard time. I mean, I've given men, whether they're just a male friend or the relations I've been in, I would give them a very hard time to the point where they probably should have ran away. Even, uh, even uh, like I have one male friend, he should have ran, you know, he, he could have, he chose not to. And I appreciate it wholeheartedly because he ultimately found out where that was coming from in terms of my emotions and my approach to him. But going back to what I, I was saying, I, for me, it was, I didn't trust anything that they would say to me because I felt like whatever you are telling me about myself, I know these things, but I don't feel as though you know them because my own father, I felt like didn't see these in me and he's the one that created me. So if the man that created me doesn't see these qualities or these attributes, how can I trust that you do and we're we, we have no connection. Yeah. So in my mind, it was, I'm, I'm not giving you the time of day. I'm not believing anything that you have to say. Right. 
that's also that can be toxic yeah yes. and I brought that toxicity <clears throat> in all my relationships including the last one and then the last one was he was he was very possessive so uh, that didn't help being in that that type of relationship as well because he had some insecurities and some doubts wanting to hang there at the job till I get off work or want to be outside to make sure I got out of the garage safely. I, and I would say to him, there's security here, okay? I'm fine. I will talk to you when I get out of the garage. Uh, but that, that, I mean, that, that just wasn't good enough. Uh, so I recognize those issues within myself that I would bring into a relationship. And I feel like the reason why God has me on this transformative journey is because he knows that that ultimately really isn't me. I'm not really the type of person to just, well, you know, you know I'm sassy and I'm going to speak my mind and, and give it to you. Right. I mean, that's just what that is. And so, you know, you're going to come at me incorrectly and you're not giving me, you know what I'm saying, the, the real, and I'm going to recognize that you're not giving me the real, then yeah, it's go time. That like Maryland girl, that's that Maryland are coming out. You know, it's, it's, it's go time, let's go. <laughs> but, <laughs> but independent of that, no, I ain't got no problem with it. Independent of that, um, I don't want to be that type of woman that at this age, bring that into a relationship. I want healthy practices, yes, you know, yes. very healthy practices. And in order for the relationship to be healthy, one person can't have healthy practices and the other person is bringing toxic things from the past, you know, hurt, trauma, and pain. That should be your reason for not wanting to bring unhealthy practices into the relationship. And so then if you're bringing unhealthiness and he's bringing healthiness, then half of the apple is rotten because one right. apple is good and the other apple isn't good. Right. So having said that, then it's, it's not eatable. You can't eat that. You know, you can't digest that. You know, you can't grow on that. You mm -hmm. can't plant healthy seeds mm -hmm. for it to manifest itself for a healthy blossom relationship, Listen. if one person, if half of the field is growing beautifully and, and, and just blossoming and harvesting, and the other half is rotten and, you know, Miss Mo, Miss Mo, you freezing up. Down the oh, no. You were freezing okay, up, girl. You were telling the good stuff, too. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's um, get it. So listen, listen, before before you move on, because you know, take a breath. Hold up one second. I cause you were preaching, but hold on. One thing you said hit the nail on the head for me. You have to be mindful what type where you plant them good seeds. Because if you plant good seeds in bad soil, you're you're gonna yield bad crop if you yield crop at all. You cannot plant because it's not always the soil. It's not always the seed. You got to know what you're bringing, what you're planting. But if one of those things are out of order and it's not right, it's not rich in nutrients, it's not, don't have the right set of minerals, whatever it is, honey, it is not going to yield what you desire. So you got to be careful where you plant those good seeds at. You plant them good seeds in that bad soil, you're going to come up with some crap every single time. And I think and, and, and this is God knows, I, I know some good men that have really good seed and they're planted in some really bad soil. 
and and mm-hmm. and, and they they in the struggle, right? <laughs> we gonna get to the men in like six weeks or seven weeks, um, and women do the same thing. We come with really good seed, and here we go trying to put it over here in this bad soil, thinking if we love that soil enough, it's gonna give us exactly what we want. No, it isn't. And, and I it think it's the very, total opposite. Total opposite. And I think it's very important. And you you mentioned this, you know, really doing understanding our own toxic ways when we show up toxic um we carry the baggage and we try to take that into a relationship with the person that has done the work was pretty okay was pretty self-aware and here we are trying to take that mess and run around in their life with our foolishness um that does them no good right it does us no good then we want then sometimes those same people wind up blaming them blaming the other person versus seeing themselves seeing seeing where they are wrong. And, and I know for sure, and God knows women, I love y'all, but I know for sure, sometimes we don't think our crap stinks. Sometimes we don't, but I'll be honest with you. It does. And if you ask that man, he'll tell you. Um, and it's not that we're all bad. Cause I don't think any of us are all bad, but I do believe that sometimes we carry the baggage of our past and we dump it over in these relationships. God knows I did it to a very, very good man when I was very young. Um, and I've talked about this on a previous podcast, um, but I learned a lot from that lesson, which was I need to get my own self together, which I'm, which now I do self-check all the time, probably yeah. to a fault because I'm always like, wait a minute, how did I show up in that relationship? Um, yeah. Am I insecure? Uh, why am I insecure? What is it that happened in, in this episode that made me feel a particular way? And then I, I lashed out at him about it. I want to make sure that I do the work on myself so that I'm not giving a good man a hard time because sometimes good men, it take them a little bit of time to grow into who they're going to become. So we may meet right. him at 30 and he's garbage, right? Same with us. He's garbage. And then come 50, he's grown and he's learned and he's not doing the same things the way he was doing them before, but we're still giving him the same 30 year old crap, Right. So I think we have to be mindful of that because if if I can change and evolve, then I know daggone well another person can change and evolve. So I have to give room for the, I have to give grace to that, right? Um, yes. And if I'm not, I got to understand why I'm not doing it, right? And I, I, it's not, it's, I still don't have a right to charge him for that. You know what I'm saying? For what? I got to work right. on myself. If I don't trust men, this is why I don't trust men. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not even warranted. I'm not saying it's not valid. I'm saying that, I need to own and understand why I don't trust men. So I don't give every man a hard time because all those men didn't do it. That's right. That's they right. didn't do it. And, right. um, and then I think it leaves a bad taste in those men's uh, mouths because maybe they'll meet a lot of women that are coming with this bitterness and this anger. Then I'm, again, I'm not saying it's not justified because God knows women, we go through hell. We, we go do. through a lot of hell. We do. Um, but I am saying that not every man deserves our venom. They just don't don't do I that. agree I agree <laughs> and I, I I've learned that in a friendship that I I have um that you know that person did not deserve my my actions and and my behavior and so I and from that experience and and thankfully we are still very good friends from that experience and from the last episode of what my father did to me last year I I threw up my hands cleaning and I was like I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to be like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like this. And I don't have to be like this. 
And it's okay for me to feel vulnerable and to also show that vulnerability. Because I used to didn't show my emotions either. I would give um, the relationship or I would express myself a little bit. And then when I feel that my emotions was showing completely or that I was becoming naked, I'm like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's that's it. Yep, let's pull back. And that's what I would do. Cover yeah, back it's up. the pull. Exactly. I feel that's nothing. Okay. You good. We cool. I'm good. Right, right, exactly. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you good. Okay. <laughs> right. Now, no, because no. I want to be, no. I, I want to be the true Monica. You know, well, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I the true Monica does exist and it did show, but I want to be the um the the great Monica yes. the yes. you know the Monica the great yes now. yes and I want him to receive that from me and I and he deserves that from me I deserve that and he deserves that mm-hmm. and so I feel like right now um, I do have a friend <laughs> um I do have a friend we, Sorry. we are friends I, I do have a friend <laughs> um, we are taking it very, very slow, um, very, very slow. Um, and we've also decided that we would not put a title saying, oh, you know, we are monogamous or we are boyfriend and girlfriend. We decided not to do that. What we decided to do was, was to say that we are very good, good friends who support one another, who believe in where one another is going and we are just going to see what will happen. He is being supportive of the celibacy position. Um, it's been, you know, it's been tough. You know what, girl? I, I'm, I'm just holding on. <laughs> no, please, no. I'm just holding on. I'm just messing with you, girl. Do whatever you got to you do. You know, okay? You know. <laughs> you got to do whatever you got to I, do. I'm, I'm not I'm to jump in the bed. So I, so I get it. You got to do what you got to do. For you real, know, for real. cause I'm just at the point where in previous relationships, I've, we, you know, I've had all day long, twice on Sunday. Okay. Um, but I've noticed too, that those relationships failed and I'm not saying that they ultimately failed because we were sexually involved and, it, you know, we showed our feelings and love for one another through sexual activity. What I am saying is, is that you know, you get more clarity, yeah. you get more clarity with who you are, with who that person is and, and the true essence of the, the love and respect mm. that you have for each other Yeah, because yeah. of the fact that no physical intimacy has taken place. So the intimacy is on a completely different level, a whole different level, totally different level. And if that person it's, can it's stick beautiful. with you with this, yeah. right, then, it, it, it's then you know then you know that, okay, he's it or she's it. Um, So for me, I will know he's it. And if he's not it, it will make room for the right person that is meant to be that that one that completes me, the other. I'm going to ride with you on this one. I'm going to ride with you on this one. And I hope I wind up at one of the weddings of some of my friends (laughs) that are going this path. And I hope you are one of those. Um, So... um, I will tell you this, and, and look, our time is already wrapped up, girl, but but we're going to stay just a couple more minutes. 
Y'all, first of all, to all of you that have stayed with us, I see the little eye up there. So thank you guys uh, for hanging out with us. We kind of forgot that we had guests or people, you know, kind of watching. We're like catching up, catching up. Um, but I'm just going to say this because um, one, love life and relationships. I love talking about these topics because it is my truest desire to help cultivate and discover and, and, and educate and learn how to have a healthy, longstanding relationship. And that relationship is not only with a partner, but with myself, with my family, my, my children, my yes. workplace, my community, really how I show up. It all goes back to that, how I show up. I learn every day um, about myself. I learn every day about speaking up about what works for me. I learn every day about listening to others, tell me what works for them. I learn every day about respecting people's boundaries. And I learn every day about respecting and reinforcing my own. Um, so it's important. It's important that, um, that I help to curate these conversations to open our, open our minds up to talk more about in depth about relationships, right? Ourselves and others as well. So I do hope that the journey that you're on leads us to exactly where you want to go. And I want to ride there with you. I personally will share that, um, although I've not taken a vow of abstinence again, um, it's all right, girl. Sorry. Right. And it's not that I'm looking for anyone to, you know, to do a to do adult activities with. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> what I do know is this: I most recently, and this is something I've announced publicly. I most okay. recently, by way of a girlfriend of mine, on December the 14th, two days after my birthday, I most recently decided to go online and create a dating profile. Look at you. you I would have never about, thought. This is we continue. We're talking about this on the, sec, on the next show, on next Monday. But with that being said, um, I am not interested in entertaining any more homeboys or friends. I have so many guy friends. And okay. I love, I know some, I know there's a couple times you've hit me up because you may see me online with one of them, right? And I'm like, girl, oh, that's my friend. Oh, girl. I'm like, it's my oh, truth. God. And they're handsome, handsome, great, beautiful, wonderful, successful um, men that are, I mean, I have some amazing, amazing men in my, in my circle. I am truly blessed and I'm, I'm being very, and they're fine as well. Right. But they are, they, they really are. Um, some are married, some are with, you know, have partners and some are single and absolutely not looking for a relationship. Some are gay, some are straight, um, but they are really amazing men. I have some amazing men in my circle. I never want anyone to think that I don't. I see the men that are in my circle and I love them um, as my friends. I just don't need any more <laughs> friends, meaning I truly desire um, that if I'm going to entertain someone, it is with intent. I have too many friends uh, and I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I have more friends than I need. I'm not sleeping with any of those friends. Likelihood of me having slept with any of them is very slim. Like, uh, no, um, these are truly my friends, my male friends, my male friends that I can kick it with that call me. I can tell them that I love them and there's no weird sense of, oh wait, obligate. No, I just love you. You're my, you're my boy, you're my right. brother. 
So I don't need to collect any more of those. I don't need to collect any more of those. What I need is someone that is on a life path like I'm on, which is saying, you know what? Yeah, I think I would like to pursue a courtship with you, get to know you with intent, you know, in pursuit of love and happiness and all those things. Not, oh, I just, let's be a friend and see where it goes. I don't want to do that because see what happens in those relationships is that someone wants to cross the line to intimacy. That's when I began to practice my abstinence. I'm like, no, because if we're friends, I don't cross the line with friends. I don't either. I see you as something other than, or you're absolutely my friend. So I don't play that game at all because I like my friends to stay around and I would rather have them in my life than in my bed. And I'm very honest about that uh, and very clear about that. Um, right. So when y'all see me out here with all these gorgeous men, trust me, they're my friend. <laughs> Whenever I go, when I change that status on Facebook, y'all have seen me do it. I've done it one time. Y'all see me do it. If they're watching, y'all have seen me do yeah. that. I, I changed that status one time because that was my relationship. Other than that, I am unattached. <laughs> and this person is my, <laughs> is my platonic friend, even though he may be fine. <laughs> I think you've hit me up before and I'm like, girl, I mean, you know, girl, he's single. I sure did. I was like, oh, excuse me. What happened to my phone call? Like, I mean, where was the announcement? Like, Monica, who? No, he's just. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I'm so happy for you. So when we going to meet? And then I was like, wait, and I was ready to lay you out, right? Yeah. Then I was like, it was go time. I was like, wait a minute, hold up. Where was my announcement at? Like, no. what happened to Yeah. No. And again, like I said, they're amazing guys, but, um, but they're truly my friends. And, and I learn a lot from, from a lot of the men that you've seen, you know, I put a post, I, put a post up with me and this person, that person. Um, and then a plus, I mean, you know, with the career field that I'm in and like you're in, we meet men all the time. Um, but I learned so much from these men. And it also, my friends have allowed me to see myself as a woman and see what they go through with women. And it, and it changes how I'm like, Ooh, wait, Ooh, I don't, I don't want to show up like that for no man that I call myself into. So I learned a lot from my friends. I mean, my, my, I'm going to shout out Wayne. He's not on the live tonight, but I shout him out because Wayne and I, we talk, we'll talk for like an hour, um, just about life and relationships and, and dating. Typically I let him talk about women because I don't really have a man to talk about. Um, but we'll talk about women and I learned so much from listening to this good brother, and I'm like, wow, there, there are some good men out here. There really are. Cause I know Wayne is one of them. <laughs> He's a good man. He's handsome. There He's a good, good man. Men. You know, there's some good men out here. Um, right. And I'm just looking for my one, my one, just, just one. That's all I need. <laughs> all right, Monica. All right, Monica, listen, we have overstayed our welcome. It is time for us to go. <laughs> Everyone that if you're watching, join myself and Monica Wiley again next Monday. We have a special guest. Um, Sabrina Page is her name. I think that's right. Sabrina Page. I know Sabrina, but um, I think it goes by at Sabrina Page on IG. Um, Next week, we'll be talking about um, life as a um, caretaker of your parents or someone elderly in your life. And um, of course, we'll have um, another great hot topic 
uh, that will kick off, but our special guest will be joining us and she's going to be talking about what life is like for her um, having to take care of an elderly parent. Um, and I'm really interested in hearing about this. Oh, that is definitely something that I receive. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm really interested in hearing about this. Um, you know, that experience, um, being a person to take, I've took care of my kids and I don't know what it's like to flip around and become an adult and have to take care of, um, you know, an elderly parent or a loved one, um, in the house around the clock and all the things that goes with that, um, after wanting to live your life and suddenly you have to clip your wings so you can take care of the one that you love. Um, it's, it's hard, I'm sure. And I also believe it's rewarding because I remember wishing I could take care of my dad. I wished he just wouldn't have that old darn pride that he had and would have came to, um, so I could, you know, just be there for him. Um, and I also remember feeling the same way about my grandmother when I was 12. I wish she could have just stayed with us and not in a nursing home. Um, and I wish I would have had that opportunity. But the thing is, is that I am a caring, caretaking person, right? I take care of people. So I believe that's why for me, it seems like a natural thing to do, but I know for others, um, it's exhausting. And I think that's human. It's any of us. It can just be exhausting watching our loved ones kind of, um, you know, go through their process of getting older and, and watching, you know, them, you know, become less and less active and unable to do all the things that manage and take care of themselves and then dealing with their emotional um, baggage that comes with that, um, the disappointment that they're probably feeling and the, you know, not wanting to be a burden and, and the sadness and all of that reality. Um, I believe that um, that has to take, it'd be very taxing, but I don't know because I haven't had the liberties or the privilege to do so. Um, but Sabrina is going to come and she's going to talk with us next week on, um, on her story. So Sabrina, uh, I think Sabrina's awesome. And we've, we've, she shared a couple of things with me before, and, um, I'm just looking forward to hearing her story. So, um, Monica, uh, put your seatbelt on girl. Cause next week might be an emotional roller coaster, girl. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. That's all a part of therapy and healing. It's all part of the human process. Yes. 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 And that's what this is about. Um, the relationship zone, where we talk about all things, love, life and relationships or the relationship zone where we talk about love, life and all things relationships. This yeah. is what we do. We talk about it. We, sh- we bring, you know, subject matter experts and real people to the show and we talk real life issues and hopefully you grow. I grow any of our guests grow. Um, and we take these conversations back into our real life um, and really have an introspective look at who we are and also stand up for ourselves whenever we know that we deserve better and we do deserve better oftentimes in our lives. Um, but I also want to make sure that we offer better. So Miss Mo, can you tell the folks where they can find you at before we close the show out? (laughs) Well, if you're interested, I hope that you are, (laughs) like, you know, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Miss Monica Wiley. I am very active on Instagram. I'm not as active on Facebook, so I probably should do a little bit better with that. But definitely on IG, so at Miss Monica Wiley. And I just want to say before Queenie, the, the powerhouse that she is, closes us out. It has been great and amazing. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to us. I know that we kind of got into you know, our own little 
uh, guess our own little world that we forgot that others were watching. But see, that's authenticity, though. That's authenticity. That's realness. Um, and so we appreciate you guys joining us. Please come back again next Monday, and I hope to see you then. In the meantime, continue to be safe and healthy, and I'm going to turn it back over to Queenie. Thank you so much. All right, y'all heard it. You guys got to follow Miss Mo. She is very active on IG, but we're going to get her over here on Facebook as well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, You guys can follow me. Y'all can check this out. You can do the replay on YouTube. Give me maybe, I don't know, maybe about another hour. It'll be up on YouTube. Um, You probably can replay it here on Facebook as well. Share it out. I mean, I want people to get to know Miss Monica. She has a few things that is going to be coming up down the pipe. So I want to make sure that you guys keep this name in your minds. Um, keep it, uh, you know, make sure you follow her here. Um, share it out. Tell people they got to get, a, get, a, get to know her. She has an amazing story testimony. And I do believe that we could actually kick off next week um, along with our other hot topic. We can really introduce who you are and a little bit about your background story before we go into the caretaking. Um, you know, that Sabrina is going to talk about. So if you're comfortable with that, Monica, we're going to introduce you to the people next week again. <laughs> Allow well, you know, me to well, reintroduce you know, myself. <laughs> okay. Oh, don't, don't start with my guy. Then you know that's my guy. Oh, H to the O-V. Okay. I'm not going to get started. Yes. All right, guys, um, Facebook, thank you guys for watching. YouTube, thank you all for watching. Wherever you're hearing this at, thank you for listening. It has been such a beautiful evening, wrapping, wrapping it up with Miss Monica. Um, follow me. Y'all know I'm at the Relationship Zone on every platform that's out there. Um, other than Twitter, I'm on Twitter as Queenie. So uh, follow me and I'll follow you now, Miss Wiley. Good, I know that. Oh, that's my girl. Okay. She is a poet. She's a rock star. She is a freaking rock star. I love her. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, guys, I'm getting out of here. I love you guys to life. I'm about to shut off this live on Facebook. So y'all have a wonderful night. Monica, you hang back with me, girlfriend. Okay, sounds good. I will all do right, that. Let me get this live stop. Bye, everyone. Bye.